This episode of Content Academy is brought to you by our friends at Outhouse Canning. Mm -hmm. They're back. Outhouse Canning Company are back with a new product. New food product. A food product. Yep. This is canned pickles and eggs. Oh, my gosh. If you're anything like me, you love pickles and you love eggs. Yep. And this is both in the same can. It's a massive time saver. And it actually wasn't developed as just your two favorite foods combined. It's actually, it was developed as this is something that will, if you're out on the high seas, if you're, I don't know, in space or something, it'll just... Mostly the high seas. Yeah, mostly the high seas, but I was trying to think of a second, you know, like, uh, you time you space, could use it, but it, it'll last like, for a long time. It'll float out. Gravity, and you can yeah. Kind of and then you have to, like, it. swim through and then go over to slurp it. <laughs> yeah, you take a, take a crunch you have of to swim through air. Out. Yeah. Lurp up some of the, the pickle juice. Yeah. I'm thinking so, Titan AE when we're talking about this <laughs> for some reason. It's like the anti-gravity sequence or whatever. And humans and your pickles. And eggs, <laughs> yeah. And eggs. Yeah. Yeah. So the thing, the cool thing about it is like it's pickle. The pickles are pickled, obviously. If right, they the weren't pickled, pickled, they yeah, yeah. the cucumbers Nothing are pickled. Nothing new yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Nothing new under the sun, but the eggs are also pickled, so... Yeah. Eggs are also pickled. If something's pickled, then it lasts longer, right, Georgia? Am I getting this right? That is, am I getting the technical correct. details right? That's, that's correct. It's all okay. about food storage. And okay. People have been pickles and eggs for, like, centuries. Yeah. So we're really just kind of... Ahas Canning Company is trying to bring back some heritage foods back into <laughs> our diet. Yeah. yeah. Think yeah, you yeah. know ancestral grains as well as ancestral mm-hmm. pickled items. Yeah. Uh, to really help make like a complete diet, mm-hmm. and it's a great way to. You can add it into any modern diet. Honestly, it's like mm-hmm. those thousand-year-old eggs. Remember those? Yeah. I do. We're always those. talking about Pretty eating much those. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Not quite as old. Or like Not the quite. YouTube channels where the people open up MREs from the 70s and eat yeah. them. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. I will say, Outhouse Canning Company had this in development since about 2007 because it took a long time for the first batch to get ready. It's been a long time coming. The brining, yeah, the brining process takes a while. Yeah, but yeah. it's like it's like how you hear that to animate an episode of The Simpsons it takes like 10 years or something. They yeah. start all of them at the same time, so right. that it's like <laughs> harvesting like grain like you start them all at the same time so that in 10 years you have the full like season or whatever or wine so they started yeah or wine so they started with their whole supply pickling it and then you know now we can reap the benefits so definitely check that out absolutely a house canning company canned pickles and eggs so it's another week at the content academy I don't know, headquarters. We started doing this on Zoom years ago and never looked back. <laughs> but uh, we're back last it's all week. Learning now. Yeah, it's all it, instructional yeah. learning formats. Yeah, so yes. where were we last last week? What were we doing last week? We were watching this movie, well, I guess. Well, um, I don't know about you guys, but I was watching Barbie. Oh, my gosh. You, yeah, I, I, I still w- haven't seen it. I, I'm going to see it hopefully on Tuesday. So I was spoilers. walking down the street saying hi, Barbie, to all of my friends <laughs> yeah. who are all Barbie. Yeah. And hi, Ken, to all of my other friends who are all Ken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 
So, Josh, did you see it? I did see it. And you saw Oppenheimer as well. And I saw Oppenheimer. So I have yet to see Oppie. <laughs> yeah. I so think that's what they were your it. experience really isn't complete until you have seen both both yeah. sides of the coin. Right. So Georgia, did it? Did Barbie live up to the, your expectations? You said oh, you it, really liked it. it. Okay. Yes, it it exceeded my expectations okay, cool. because I went in with really my one expectation was I expected to see Ryan Gosling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> that was just blown out of the water. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, fantastic movie. I can't wait to see it again. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Does it set up a sequel? Or not? I mean, no. No? That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I'm like, sure there will be. Probably, yeah. Oh, absolutely. There will be a way to do it. Uh, I think, I'm pretty sure Mattel is greenlighting a couple other um, toy-based movies. 14. Including to Uno. To the Mattel, Mattel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. MCU is no Y'all excited for the exclusive. Uno movie? Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. No, like, They're working on gonna it. Be, there's going to be a Polly Pocket movie. Yeah, what else? Yeah. Um, How is that going to be different at all from the Barbie movie? Like, that's kind of retreading the same ground, I, I feel like. I do. Poly- I do except feel, they're small or something. I or no, like those aren't even... Barbie. I'm thinking of, like, what are the tiny, tiny... Poly is that Polly Pockets? Okay. Yeah. 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 Pink Pocket. But, yeah. And they have the little thing that you open up. Pops up, yeah. Yep. Well, they had one of those in Toy Story 4, and I enjoyed – it was Rashida Jones or whatever, and I enjoyed that. So maybe oh. if, it's, if it's more oh, of that. Yeah. <laughs> if it's more so, Rashida Jones, yeah. we can always get behind that. It's good yeah. animation because the thing, like, flips up. That's Anytime right. Anytime something is doing, like, flipping, like, quick actions, it's satisfying yes. animation. Yeah. So. But if it's live so, action, I don't <laughs> It doesn't hit the same. Yeah. So we, we saw Barbie uh, – Pretty sure Josh just went to go do beach after that, and then <laughs> <laughs> I just saw it four more times. But nice. um, no, so you two saw it together. Yes, we yeah. did see it at the same time. But prior to that, we went rollerblading. So I, you wait, you did? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, that's part of the movie. You're not actually. No, you didn't actually no, go no, rollerblading. No, okay. Yeah, I feel like so. I feel like you wrapped in plastic. <laughs> You did an interest check to see if Robert wanted to go see the Barbie movie, and he said this. There's a Barbie movie? Did that happen? <laughs> no. He also wants to see it. He oh, okay. He want to see it in theaters. Yeah. Okay. I see. Like, probably, I would say, I'd say there's probably a good, decent amount of men who probably didn't want to go see it in theaters. Although, when we went to see it, when I did a quick scan of the audience, there was quite a few men there. I'm about to show up in all pink. The stat the I read cinema. was sixty-five percent female in screenings yeah, of Barbie. I read that as well. Yeah, so still. That's fair. like I'm pretty surprised even. it's not eighty or something. Yeah, that's like pretty even. I was I, I was hard, I, It was fun seeing it in a packed theater with people who were Barbie really fans about it, and I think the whole Barbenheimer uh, phenomenon is great. And I like that I'm sure there were many, many people who were only interested in one or the other, mm-hmm. but were dragged to the other <laughs> and ended up liking both. I think that's yeah. a beautiful yes. thing. That's yes. cool. And something I mentioned before, too. Like, I hope this kind of um, coincidal uh, oh, definitely. release of movies, yeah. I think that can be very positive. It could also get, like, absolutely super tiring and overdone. But um, I feel like... 
the joined efforts of both contributed towards the success of both. They were greater than the sum of their parts. Kind of. Thank you. Yeah. I think exactly it's kind. I think it'll be hard to replicate. This was kind of an organic. Yeah. yeah well, it's two that, different studios, right? Yeah, it's Universal and Warner Brothers, and usually the studios avoid that. Yeah. Um, movies. Yes. They don't want to. Yeah, they don't want to risk competition. Yeah. Right. And you do wonder uh, how, like, what the box office gross would have been had they come out on separate weekends. Mm-hmm. Right. But, like you said, Josh, so many people saw both the same weekend that I think there's, you know, I don't think we'll ever really know. They talk about, like, counter programming. Like, a lot of times mm-hmm. on a weekend where a big blockbuster is coming out, the other releases that week will be, like, a kids movie mm-hmm. right. or a horror movie, something drastically different so that it'll capture, you know, whoever doesn't want to see one, will mm-hmm. see the other. And Got this is it. kind of like the Barbie and Oppenheimer is kind of like that taken to its fullest extent. Yeah. Right. right opposite ends of the but spectrum. It also should be said that they are both just like really good movies from really well known creative mm-hmm. teams. Yeah. So they were both going to do well regardless. They just happened to both come out on the same week and everyone needed something to do. <laughs> so. Yep. Yep. So there you go. There you have so, it. So, Josh, did you, uh, did Oppenheimer live up to your expectations and where does it um, land on your Nolan, on the Nolan, with the rest of the Nolan movies? It was very, very good. Uh, I was expecting it to be good and it lived up to that for sure. I, I want to see it again. I, d- mm-hmm. I don't know where I'd put it yeah. on the Nolan ranking. I think Tenet is still my favorite. Tenet's your favorite? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, yeah, like, of the, uh, like, the prestige. I don't know. Prestige, prestige. is, like, oh, the best. Oh, you mean the prestige? The prestige, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I consider prestige pre- pre- the prestige amazing. to be the best. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then maybe, like, Dark Knight rises or whatever is still very good but maybe that's at the bottom uh, right yeah i mean well, cool. where is uh where does inception lie within all that i feel like that Incep- was the movie inception that really is among catapulted, the, yeah catapulted nolan into the into that's the, like number guys. two or number one that's up there i want to yeah. rewatch it because that's I like a deconstruction really of nolan it. movies i wonder if and it then would hold up tenet is like a well, reconstruction it's a movie about making movies I hate when people do that shit. It's secretly about making movies. Nobody knows about any of this except for you. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Like, what else came out? Oh, yeah. I guess, well, Asteroid City was supposed to be about, like, making movies, right? Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, I don't know why they said that because it wasn't. It was more and it's, it's about more COVID. About- is it really? <laughs> it is about COVID or how by COVID because the um, there's a quarantine. The characters, oh, that's yeah, true. The characters have to be quarantined, but yeah. no asteroid. I do not want Asteroid City to get overlooked in the hype of Bargain another great Hammer movie because yeah. it was an absolute delight, and I also cannot wait to see that again. So kind of sec, kind of number two only to GBH, in my opinion. Grand Budapest. Grand Budapest Hotel. That's like the top Wes Anderson movie for me. For you. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. You hear it here first, guys. 
It's a classic. So this is the movies, the content movies podcast. Yeah. Where we talk so all movies around. all the we might time. Well lean into it. The yeah. series is about <laughs> movies. Yeah. Yeah. So, but before we get to today's actual mm-hmm. movie topic, uh, Josh has baked up some headlines. Let's start talking about yeah. those aliens. Hold it straight <laughs> from the oven. Yep, and ironically, my Long first here. headline is about uh, uh, movies, so. Oh, okay. Okay, well, let's go. Blockbuster movie season is back, and two films releasing last week made for a surprising and successful double feature. One is a movie about a complicated historical figure who changed the world forever, and the other is Oppenheimer. Man, so clever. <laughs> oh, man. Yep, they're I'm both talking, kinda, of course, yeah. about Barbie and Oppenheimer, or Barbenheimer if you're insufferable. <laughs> yeah. Both films received <laughs> rave reviews and are shattering box office records, which suggests that a Barbie sequel is all but inevitable. But would a sequel to Oppenheimer be possible? Oh, no. Here are a few ideas. <laughs> Oppenheimer Rising, prequel mm-hmm. origin story, obviously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, too often too Heimer. Yep. Hanging fruit there. <laughs> Oppenheimer Er. Yeah. Uh, dumb and Dumber Er. Right. Thing. Right. And and uh, the Muppets take the Manhattan Project. Oh okay, my I was gosh. Really that you would have, like, no Bunsen and Beaker. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was really ha- hoping you'd have like something about the city or to the city going to the city because that's a classic. Oh yeah. Nobody uses that as the like sequel. Nobody in like fifty before. years. It used yeah. to be everywhere, right? Oppenheimer two, pig in the big city. Exactly. <laughs> Everything. Oh, we're in New York. I mean, you see it in Home Alone. Next one, he's yeah. in New York. You see it in Babe. Right. Next one, he's in I think New York. Homeward uh, Bound. Project. Go they to go New to York. San Francisco. Right? It's the big city. That's absolutely so. Yeah. Hopefully we see more of that. And yeah. obviously in Muppets Take the Manhattan Project, it would be Killian Murphy as the only human. Yeah. Everyone Batch. else would be Muppets. <laughs> Rashida Jones is a villain playing against yeah. type. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And would All they right. nuke Miss Piggy? <laughs> what? Maybe, hopefully. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Miss Piggy's no, never been be my like, favorite. It would be like Pepe the Prawn riding on the moon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. As temperatures hit record highs across the U.S., health experts are urging those affected to stay hydrated and to keep cool by crawling under a rock or fallen log on the forest floor. Yep. Mm. Yep. That's very nice. Bug. Actually yep. good. Yeah. Because, I mean, it is actually very cool underneath the things. It is very cool. And like, if there. you step into the shade, that's like 20 degrees cooler, <laughs> if not more. Keep in a cool, dark place. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially if there's some loamy soil underneath you. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Just bury me in there and just call me. Yeah. come some, back in an some, hour. I'm good. Some detritus to break down? Absolutely. <laughs> some detritus, yeah. 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 I know, like, people, uh, I've heard that when you're, when you're, like, turning over a rock, you turn it over, like, the side of opposite you first so that in case there's a snake he can't oh, like oh yeah yeah that's know. rule that's number one a, to rock flipping yeah that's such a good tip yeah 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 good to know good to remember to this podcast for obviously the laughs and the education but yeah. rock flipping need to know mm-hmm. yeah yep all right 
Senator Mitch McConnell froze mid-sentence for several seconds while speaking to reporters this week, highlighting concerns about his and other elected officials' advanced ages. Some commentators suggest that a new system of term limits and age limits should be implemented, but I disagree. I think everyone over the age of 70 should be forcibly drafted into the Senate. (laughs) (laughs) That's a different... I mean, think about it. They get a cafeteria... Yeah, free health care. They can dress up and they get to sit around in wooden rooms and argue with each other. Yeah, they can seemingly fall asleep and it's they would fine. love it. Yeah. Have you, you seen how many I've seen so many pictures of Congress people just asleep, totally asleep yeah. during meetings and, and shit like that. Yeah. Uh, and then also they take recesses like breaks. Yeah. It's like perfect constantly. for the oldies. Yeah, we should let. Yeah, just. Uh, yeah, they should be constricted, constricted into it, and then also, we sh- that should be like its own separate thing, and then we have like a different Congress maybe that actually right. makes decisions. This would yeah. be a purely like. Uh, so you're um, talking about like a student body kind of exactly student yeah UN type situation. Except right. they actually it's think that simulated. they're making things happen. Yeah, <laughs> like, we give them something to vote on every week. Yeah. And they, you know, they vote on it. Nothing really hap- comes of it, but they get like, to vote on it. What a like great idea. Like the cafeteria menu for the following week. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. They're going like to make that. that into a partisan partisan issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Somebody yeah. needs to reach across the aisle so we can get coleslaw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, I, I didn't come up with any headlines about aliens. It's, all, it's could, okay. Uh, yeah. We could... Uh, um, ad lib something. Of, well, so, I did watch um, probably fifteen minutes of it, and oh, did you? Um, yes, and uh, <laughs> partway through, one of the um, committee members uh, in Congress had to felt the need to explain. Um, first, they mentioned the infamous Tic Tac video, yep. and he had mm. he felt the need to clarify. That not the TikTok video. So funny! Oh my gosh! Did he really oh, say that? That, that is oh, so funny. Well, it's Slade, and then he also gave a shout out to his wife of nine years, and he said, uh, "The best." <laughs> he said, "Like according to my wife, it was the best, <laughs> best two years out of the past nine, or something like that." So like <laughs> the last nine years of being married have been the best two years of her kind of life. Kind of like some, saying some a lot shit. about their relationship. Two, right. two of the best years of her life were in the last nine or something. Uh, like. Yeah. The last <laughs> nine years were the two best years of her life was, I think, the, the actual thing he said. Mm-hmm. And then later on, so I sad. wish I remembered the representative's name, but there was another guy there on the committee. And um, he was wearing, <laughs> like, he was wearing a bandana. Like, think the office prison mic episode mm-hmm. that is what that's the look yeah oh he yeah. has he's going through chemotherapy right i have no idea but out of context it was like what am i looking yeah. at and also you go man that look you yeah. know pulling it off that was so, jamie raskin i think i yes i believe you're right and right next to his seat was an empty aoc chair and i was like i thought she was she? there she i didn't see her to do. apparently i think she was she was talking no she was there during strike. some of it she was or later. She was talking about it. She was definitely talking about it on Instagram. We'll talk about she was part of it, yeah. Okay. But um, most of it was 
uh, it boiled down to making sure that there are protections in place uh, for quote unquote whistleblowers um, and like making it, uh, removing the stigma for people who see this type of phenomenon, mm-hmm. especially those in the military, uh, for example, pilots yeah. um, who, for which this thing, this kind of thing is so common. Yeah. That it is Apparently pilots in see them all the time. Briefings, right. But it's kind of just, just like, don't talk about it. Don't bring it up. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And a couple of, the, they had three men who kind of brought their testimonies in and all three of them reported having um, kind of administrative or career blowback after uh, speaking out about the activities that they witnessed. So it was like people label you as people label you as crazy or something. I don't think it's even necessarily crazy, but it's more of just like, um, we shouldn't be talking about that. So, um, yeah, they, they see, uh, what's the, what's the corporate word for punishment? Um, Mm, yeah. Like not punishment, but like, yeah. Yeah. Passed over. Yeah. yeah, Things like that. And very, Mm. you know, pretty much suffered in in their careers. Yeah. Because of it. But, um, yeah. Well, I think it's silly to think that just because someone's saying something under oath, it's actually true and real. Yeah. Like people are like, oh, this is this is this hard boiled evidence. This is proof. Bro, he was under oath. Yeah, he's under oath. Don't you get it? But also like people have come out in the past and they were like That's like no take backsies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Except you can take backsies. People have in the past been like, Yeah, I was under oath, but I was completely making it up as I went along. Yeah. <laughs> they don't give a shit. And also this this guy, he was talking about secondhand information. So he, yeah. it's possible that he could be fully believe he's telling the truth, but it's from secondhand sources. So it's either not factual or until they bring ET out on the stand to testify. Yep, I'm not interested. Sorry. I'm gonna need, or I'm gonna need to see something like a post or like a short, an Instagram short from the NASA <laughs> checkmark account. Yeah. Of something, yeah. So that's the proof. Okay, I mean, honestly, I'm a little tired of ET because I feel like he's just kind of—he just has kind of a one-track mind. Honestly, it's just he wants to go home. That's yeah. it. End of story. It's all he ever wants to talk about. Reese's Pieces, I guess. But and also, like, how can if something traveled from another galaxy, like at light speed, how could it crash? Cause it's going so fast. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're traveling at What's light the speed, reasoning? you can't freaking see. So but like, why would they? Why would they crash on Earth if they're so advanced? Yeah, there's all. Mistakes, bro. It doesn't make any fucking sense. I, I mean, from what I remember from the Roswell episode we did, uh, that was actually, it was all pure speculation and um, hype that turned it into an alien thing when really they mm-hmm. were all materials that were you know, from earth it was it's not like any kind tin of evidence foil. right yeah. like tinfoil and tin sticks foil. yes just very nothing there so i would hazard a guess and say most of the you know uh like spaceship crash mm-hmm. landing sites those are most likely military attempts to recreate the technology that they have witnessed in um, these accounts of actually witnessing yeah. UFOs, unidentified aircraft. 
Yeah, and it's like second and third hand accounts. It's like a bigger fish story or something like that. They're all the sixth gen fighter jets. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. I do like when we get new acronyms. So now we have like NHI. What is that? The non-human intelligence. Oh. But like the Ooh. monkeys at the zoo are UAT. NHI. Yeah. <laughs> Some people I work with are new. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget dolphins also. Or more like NIH, non-intelligent human. Yeah. Yeah, there's NHI and then there's NIH. And we have both on this planet. Oh, man. Yeah. Anything you can cross over into office humor. Pure like gold. anytime you see like a, a, a stoplight that's supposed to be a four-way stop, you can kind of see some NIH. <laughs> if the power's out. NIH activity, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> activity. <laughs> that's funny. I like that. Uh, All right, so. So one more, one last headline here. Awesome. Uh, scientists have revived 46,000-year-old nematodes from the Siberian permafrost. Oh, my gosh. And That's I just cool. want to say to anyone listening in the future, if I'm ever frozen in Siberian permafrost for thousands of years, just leave me be. <laughs> <laughs> there was a reason I was frozen there to begin. I, I was probably in a bad place. Yeah. Had or a lot criminal. of bad decisions. <laughs> I, Josh, when you were giving that headline, I had this vision of like, okay, this nematode, like, you know, floating around, little dude. And mm -hmm. then you hear like a record scratch, and the freeze, and the frame freezes, and there's a yep. voiceover that's going. You're probably wondering how I got mm -hmm. here. And then yep. th that's yep, the that's goes. me. Yep, that's me. That's me, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Probably wondering Perfect. how I got here. Well, we got to go back a few years. A Baba O'Reilly by the by the Who starts playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was never like, <laughs> I was never the popular guy. It shows him in the Richard Scary Apple car. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. Yeah. Oh my god. So funny. All right, we'll, we'll get headlines, those Josh. Nematodes are acclimating and adjusting to the new world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A little bit of a Encino Man shock. situation going on. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Okay. So, last time we talked about uh, Spirit. Spirit was last week, right? Uh, the, the last I mean, episode. The last, week, last, last, episode. Uh, last episode. The last week that we podcasted. Right. So, this yeah. week is going to be about... Um, uh, Alex is also going to talk about Spirit. The next... Yeah. Then... Well, <laughs> no, yeah. We're doing the Spirit yeah, Netflix series. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 that doesn't exist. Yeah. Just spirit again. <laughs> so the next movie and the last, not the last movie, but the last traditional, not even traditional, hand-drawn, 2D, animate, 2D animated movie by DreamWorks. We still have, I think, a few more after this, but. Yeah, this is by DreamWorks. This was is the this movie. Was the last one they did that was 2D? This is the last 2D movie that they did, um, not counting a short film from 2018. Apparently okay. that, that they made that go. was also 2D animated. There you go. Um, <clears throat> but is this movie? This movie has so we're talking about Sinbad, Legend of the Seven Seas. So yes. I hope we all got a chance to watch it twice. One and of the few. <laughs> when did this come out, Alex? 2003. 2003. All right. Yeah. So Riley was not even born yet. Yeah. Um, Want to feel old? 
Okay. <laughs> when I Feel Old, Sinbad came out before Riley was born. Came out 20 years ago. Damn. That was negative two. Oh, yeah. It's he was the negative 20th two. anniversary yeah. of Sinbad. T- we, we decided to do it on the 20th anniversary. <laughs> There's going to be a Zoom table reading of the script for <laughs> Sinbad and the Lost City. The whole, the whole cast is coming back. Yeah. Brad Pitt, yeah. Thomas Peter Jones, they're all here. Yeah, exactly. After. All three of them. Pfeiffer. Couldn't get Pfeiffer, yeah. but we got Brad and yeah. Catherine. Awesome. That's so funny. Okay. So this movie... before before we kind of jump in, I just okay. want to say, so like as you guys know, Eris is a friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of had a thing in college. Yeah. Eris, the goddess of chaos. Yeah, right. Um, we had a thing in college, but we stayed close over the years. <laughs> and she, I just wanted to say from her, you know, she regrets the whole book of peace fiasco. Oh no. <laughs> She, now, she's so grown she a, a lot. She's grown a lot in the 800 too. years since then. No, she was a student. Know. She's okay. kind of thinks of herself as a per, as a perennial student. Okay, what was she studying? <laughs> Chaos. Oh, naturally. Chaos theory. She kind of has yeah. one. Yeah. Continuing education on chaos. Continuing education. Is she a Jurassic Park fan? Learn, is the thing about chaos. Yeah. 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 She's oh, a nice. Christian fan. <laughs> a Clayton yeah. fan? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. continue. Yeah. So this movie, typically when I watch a movie, I can see how pretty much any movie you can you can research and you can find people that are like, this movie was ahead of its time. This movie was secretly good. This movie apologists. did this really yeah the apologists. I could absolutely find that on this movie, but I just could not agree with it very much <laughs> i don't think this is a very good movie guys yeah oh, no. <laughs> and it kind of hit me when um the story was unfolding and i couldn't really make sense of why things were happening in the story no you found out too late that it was bad i found out too late you know i had fond <sighs> memories but i think that the thing is like when you're a child things are different from when you're an adult so, so true. I so true. Think that like the passage of time in my life has caused me to, upon rewatching this movie, kind of come to some revelations. And also, sometimes when when you're watching this movie, there's a lot of 3D animation. There's a lot of cool 3D animation, but you can see that in the background, some of the characters are. 3D models for some reason, mm-hmm. and it sticks out a lot. Yeah. But um, this movie does have some saving grace moments for me, and one of those among them was uh, Harry Gregson Williams' score. I believe I read Hans Zimmer was set to score this, but he dropped out or something. Maybe I'm thinking of Spirit or something. But that's always that's I'm, always a bad sign. Yeah. If, Hans if Zimmer's got his, yeah. Listen, Hans can't do every movie, okay? He's got to pass on some. <laughs> Everybody wants him. He's got to pass on some projects. This is going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, um. But HGW never disappoints. HGW, his score when Eris is stealing the book. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's such a good song. You guys know uh-huh. what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, and some other moments as well. Um, this movie kind of, it's kind of like a Monster Hunter movie. You know, every 20 <laughs> minutes, a big monster yep. 
rears its ugly head and Sinbag and Spike and Co. have to, you know. It's also kind of like a Spider-Man movie. (laughs) And I like the, uh, like the... Really makes you feel like Sinbad. Yeah. No, I like like the like rope punk, where like everybody's <laughs> swinging on ropes all the time. <laughs> like yeah. ropes are coming out of parts of the ship that shouldn't have ropes. Like now, a pirate ship should have. Ta- Go ahead. Quick, would you put Tarzan in that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Kind of like maybe as a, a, a sub. Yeah. Sub category there. Absolutely. Yeah, there always yes. seems to be a rope where Something you need one on. to be. Mm-hmm. Yep. Got it. Yeah, yep. exactly. And the character rat or whatever. Yeah. He was doing some cool things with the ropes, like using oh, like yeah. them as pulleys and stuff. And like just lounging on a rope as if it were a hammock. Oh, great. <laughs> like you, yeah. you would have to work so hard to balance yourself. Like you couldn't be relaxing at all. Rat is incredible. <laughs> He deserves his own spin-off movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even, like, even, correct me if I'm wrong, but Spike the dog, he was, like, swinging on the ropes, too, with his mouth, yeah. right? I like he has his own catapult, yeah. like a bone on a string that yeah. he pulls to launch himself. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah and that's early right. on in the movie, he gets, like, picked up by the monster and nobody's alarmed by it yeah because he's like biting the the tentacle also oh, right it's just spike he'll be fine yeah, yeah. it's just spike he'll be fine <laughs> yeah also he's like so what breed is he he's he's a bulldog of some kind of uh, type. the closest approximation that i could give you would be uh a, ma- a mastiff ancestor mm, okay okay like a relative of of what we see today as mastiffs. So I that got me to thinking of like, okay, what breed is he? When was that breed created? Oh, yeah. Oh, and is then, he in an anachronism? Yeah. Yeah, I so think that's he is. Very, that's very hard to tell sometimes because um, you have to know when a dog was officially recognized as a breed and also recognize that dogs have been around for, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years yeah, and they yeah. look like what we now recognize as a specific breed well all the breeds way back in the day looked more normal than they do now too that's a good point it depends on, like you know what, I mean? what you think is normal mm-hmm. but i yes you get dogs that are very exaggerated but some of those have very very long uh, ancestral roots for example pugs which are very very extreme oh that's true you can find those from china thing with shih tzus and um i would argue the same with some of our larger dogs like mastiffs those are extreme breeds and i'm looking right now at an american mastiff that's probably the closest you're going to get to what spike is but spike does have more of a uh, staffordshire bull terrier body and that he's yeah. a bit more uh squatty and muscular he's got the wider stance kind got of. that wider stance um so like if you ran into a dog today that looked like spike any shelter that picked him up would call him a pit bull mix. Okay. okay. And the slobber. Are you factoring the that slobber. in? The <laughs> slobber. That's, that's a strong indicator towards Mastiff okay. ancestry. Yeah. Absolutely. So that got me thinking also of when, so when does this movie take place? When? Where? <laughs> well, How? Syracuse is in is Italy. Is New York. Or the Mediterranean. I mean, hey, yeah. yeah. 
Well, is it Syracuse like, like Greek a city state. or like is it Arabian or yes. are they like? So and that's interesting too because so the original Sinbad story is, you know, is it's like an Islamic oh, that's right. Mediterranean. That is that's Arabic, very right. The that, original Sinbad, uh, there was it was Thousand and One um, Nights. It's all so white they Greek people. washed it. Yeah. So weird. Greek yeah, everybody's it. white except Eros. Eris, I guess. Yeah, but she but played by a white actress. <laughs> yeah, that's actress. true. But I think so. There was no like cannons or gunpowder in this, right? Mm. Proteus's ship. Does he have cannons or something? I don't think he has cannons. He has the little spike arms yeah. that come out, okay. right? Yeah, and the swords. The swords. There was nary a straight sword in sight, right? <laughs> So that they were all curved all to a gr- degree, yeah. The curved swords, I believe that's more. But if there's no gunpowder, that that would put it in like that's early hundreds, eight hundreds, you know. Yeah. Pretty pretty early. Yeah. Dang, I no had not thought to that's, try that's to a good point. Um, pirate movie, but no, it's movie. not even technically <laughs> pirate. It's kind of deliberately vague, I think, too. It's just like, oh, this is in ship time. Yeah. So it seems that this okay. The cracking. Initially, era. Sinbad is like Muslim and comes from Baghdad. So right, that'd be that's actually a huge period of time from like 762 AD to 1258. Um, hmm. But if it is Greek washed, and if Syracuse is in Italy and not New York, yeah. uh, that would mean this would be uh, like. Potentially as recent as 200 BC. Hmm. Yeah. You know, very That's old. recent. Very recent. Yeah. <laughs> but that's about as good as we can get. So, yeah, I like the monsters. I think that was a yes. cool element of this movie. I like uh-huh. the bird. Yeah, the mm-hmm. bird. The that sequence was, was pretty cool. That sequence has the great, just some dialogue. Love yes. any sledding sequence, any kind of sledding oh, or absolutely. skiing or snowboarding. I was, yeah. I'm sequence. so glad you brought that up because I was going to say it. Yep. Any kind of media that involves uh, sledding down something yep. immediately makes it cool. Yeah. Uh, you're going to want to hold on. <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> Does he actually exactly. say that? No, I don't think so, but. Something like that. I don't know. You could, could, you <laughs> could convince right. me otherwise. Uh, yep. Jump! <laughs> like that kind of thing. It's like I'm there. Yeah. In oh the hands gosh. of an expert, a good knife has a thousand uses or something like that. I like that, that line. That was a good line. <laughs> yeah. And there were some of... really funny parts. Yeah. I like the pickles and egg gag. Pickles and eggs gag, obviously. Again. I like the gag of they're like going to Syracuse and the guards make them. Yeah. Like, oh, that's a classic. Yeah, I was just gonna bring, yeah. That, bring that up too. You have the guy who's just constantly he removing. Finally, weapons. pulls out the last like, one, I just and then it's got time done. to go. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So funny. Classic. Yeah, and it's like pirates like killing, so that's why he has so many weapons, right? <laughs> yeah. Which is hilarious. Everyone Absolutely. uses swords, but they end up like kicking and punching each other and knocking hey, so- yeah. the swords out of their hands. Well, yeah. because it's a children's movie, but <laughs> yeah. And then no you also slashing allowed. Really, honestly, this movie is just rife with tropes. I mean, yeah. you have the uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones character, um, Marina, 
um there's the part where the sirens are trying to you know hmm, a character the named marina i wonder if she likes boats so, a little bit come on nose there yeah but um of course they're the sirens are trying to lure the whole male crew into the ocean and then marina that was a good part like you know mm. not that, was, that was a creative a sequence yeah it was, spike isn't affected because he's a dog, yeah. Because he's, he's gay. Dog. Oh, that is <laughs> yeah. one of those. Yeah. <laughs> that would be you know, funny I, if one of the guy, one of the yeah. crew members was gay, and he's like, "What's going on?" Yeah. I just found it a little bit, um, like it's is a creative scene, interesting scene, but there could have been a better way to show Marina's use to the crew than mm. oh, well, she's yeah. impervious to sirens, so better yeah. keep her around. You know, like she also navigated that ship through like the rocks and shit, and like, right. jumped the ship, oh like she was God, in Mario right? Kart or something. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, what are we doing? But yeah. um, yeah, there's a bit of that, and then there's the whole like estranged friends, and uh, yeah, I feel like there was a lot of a lot of tropes that maybe um, mm. they relied on a bit a bit too heavily. This was a weird script. This is a weird story because I don't know the whole thing with with Proteus, like they're friends. They're supposed to be friends. Yeah. And like he's like he's this scoundrel, but secretly he's not or something. Proteus is the little too trusting. Old, yeah. Too naive golden boy. Yeah. Also, what kind of name is fucking Proteus? I guess that's more of yeah, a great caution. But um, I also, I mean, and Alex, I'm sure you have more to say about the movie, but I do not believe it was ever addressed exactly how the Book of Peace manages to keep peace. It just it doesn't even open. keep Eris out. I mean, what are we doing? It what doesn't is, do anything. What is, what is the book? It's largely what is symbolic. Written? What is written it's just in it. a no, source it's of light symbolic, though because they open it and it's like all this light comes out and it's like oh peace is back it's like an led light from... bulb well, I don't... <laughs> yeah. yeah so i just didn't know what everybody's theories were on what the book of peace actually was it's nothing it, it doesn't do anything no it's a MacGuffin. we all could have been spared your little book of peace yeah <laughs> Yes. So I think that a movie kind of lives and dies by how good the villain is. So every anytime you see a movie and the movie starts with something about the villain being up to no good, that's when you know it's going to be a good movie. But this this movie, I didn't understand. So Eris needs Sinbad to do some shit, but then she ends up completely she can just steal it whenever she wants just by herself yeah <laughs> she also has like no interesting motivation she's just kind of she just wants to sow discord bad. yeah and like be interest now it'd be interesting if like Eris was in love with sinbad or something yeah yeah, something like and that. And I think that I think the subtext yeah. the subtext here is that Proteus is also in love with Sinbad. <laughs> that makes so much sense. <laughs> but you know what? The love triangle aspect. Yeah. yeah. I think that tracks. 
Yeah, because I, Marina is initially betrothed. Here's to Proteus, here's right? here's the rewrite. Here's the rewrite. Okay. Okay. Sinbad okay. Proteus. Proteus loves Sinbad. Mm -hmm. Puts Sinbad straight. Yeah. Marina uh -huh. is engaged to Proteus, but uh -huh. Marina is actually Eris in disguise. Oh my the gosh. Whole time. Okay. Okay. And that's I like the that. Twist. That's great. Okay. Now at the very end, does she? Uh, it does her character arc change? Does she still fall in love with Sinbad, or do we see that? Uh, love actually, like, does not make people change sometimes. Now, what Sinbad is and Proteus end up together. You could do it that way, or like Sinbad is married to the sea. You can't really. Oh, I around. like that. Yeah. Eris yeah. is a god, so she can't really die, but maybe, like, they come to some understanding with her in the end. Yeah. Or some work out a deal. Or, or they, like, she's like bound in some way like they do a word game and trick her into doing something you know that kind yeah. of classic That's i cool. think the Old movie deal. would have been benefited from uh more death somebody needed to die more death yeah, yeah. kill so off the a, whole a crew big, like a major character I, I think needed to to die well the first mate kill him not off enough. not enough it's not enough no hmm. we need like one of the major major players to die to make this worthwhile major major yeah yeah i mean and sinbad could have died at the really... end sacrificed himself right yeah. if they want him sinbad to secretly be good yeah and proteus doesn't proteus does literally too. came within inches of death of being executed yeah i think if he had been executed one it would have been rated differently and two <laughs> then i think he really that poor right. axe guy <laughs> he got yeah, his axe Yep. thrown out of his hand and then he got the sword <laughs> broken <laughs> it's a but bad day on the had, job right there if Proteus had actually died like if Sinbad was just a little bit too late but yeah. Sinbad still completed what he completed Ooh, that mission tragic that right I don't know how they but didn't see his ship coming in why did they go the back way intentionally yeah drama yeah. I don't know I think but if you're gonna I, yeah. Greek watch it then bring all the Greek stuff. I want to see. You can't just pick and choose. I want to see the horse. The, um, <laughs> what's it called? The Trojan horse. The Trojan horse. That's yep. the one. Thank you. <laughs> Work in the Trojan the horse. horse somehow. Yep. Work in some gladiatory <laughs> battles. Gladiatorial gladiatory. battles. Gladiatory. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's Absolutely. Rome, but, but roll I with think... me. Yeah, I think you need to work on your Greek references. <laughs> so Eris promises to give back the book, but she can literally, after she gives it back, she can steal it whenever she wants. Yeah, she can just steal it again. The no take backsies doesn't really apply to gods. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they take back. Like she has the cross on her What are the other heart. gods doing in this part? Hey, yeah, they got enough, they got better stuff to do. This is the book of fucking peace. Come on. Yeah. Which makes me also circle back to where did they get the Book of Peace? Who wrote it? I assume it was a who gift. Who published it? Uh, was it a gift from who published it? England was Books. before or after the press? <laughs> like, so many England Books is proud to announce their the new release, Peace. the Book of Peace. It was Shel Silverstein. <laughs> By Shel Silverstein. <laughs> so if you look at the back, it has his mugshot. Oh my god. Yep. So, uh, if you remember from the movie, they have, like, the 12 cities or whatever. Right. I think that they came up with it, and the book itself just goes on a tour 
among the 12 cities. I, yeah. And so in the beginning. <laughs> the Book of Peace Eras tour. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> the 12 and I, cities. And so at the beginning, they were it. it was just coming to, I don't know, Syracuse or whatever. We kind of bypassed this, but Alex, what, what is like, I don't know, a two-minute um, synopsis of, of the movie? How to even sum this up. So, Sinbad is... If the Book of Peace is coming to my city, it's not leaving the city. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm I'm not playing ball with the other 11 cities. (laughs) 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 I'm not waiting for some god of mischief to wait for the book to leave. And it's like, if they come try and get it, well, that's war. (laughs) So, you can't. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nice try. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have this swashbuckler, this sailor. He doesn't really play by the rules, and so he kind of goes on a on a it's kind of like a road trip journey kind of kind of globe trotting a little bit. He fights some monsters and he's trying to save his apparently his friend. Well, because I think you need to go a little bit like. So he was childhood friends with Proteus. Okay, yeah. They took different Somehow. paths. Mm-hmm. They took different paths. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a prince one. in the pauper situation. He's working right. on stealing his wife. This is he old. has a dog. <laughs> they swing on a lot of ropes. No, there's listen. a lot of ropes. Georgia, I think maybe you just need kind to of do ropes it. were and one of the main I, characters. I probably saw this the, the longest to go out of all of you guys, <laughs> but if I remember correctly. Sinbad and Proteus were childhood friends, and Sinbad always had a crush on Marina. The three of them kind of grew up together. Uh, Sinbad went on his own way after there was some kind of uh, event, or maybe he, he actually like, left as soon as Maria, Marina, Marina was showed engaged up. Yeah. or something. Okay, right, because he was like, "Oh, they're gonna end up together." I but he was also down. in love with her. Yep. But obviously, um, but then uh, some events unfold. The Book of Peace is stolen. And I want to say everybody's blaming Sinbad. But Proteus is like, nah, I will hold myself in his place. Well, Sinbad wants to back. steal the Book of Peace from Proteus. Per Eris, correct? Eris wants him to do no. it. No. He just he, wants well, it. He wanted At the beginning, he was going to try and steal it, right? But he decided up, not he to. He was trying to steal it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Proteus convinced he's, him not to. He's kind of of two minds about it. He didn't know right. that Proteus was the one who had it. He was just trying to steal the book. Uh, Proteus okay. convinces him not to steal it. They show up in Syracuse with the book, but then it turns out the book is gone. Everyone believes Sinbad did it, which right. ain't fair. Makes sense. He said yeah. he wanted to. He, yeah, he was about to do it. And so yeah. Proteus agrees to take the fall for stealing it for Sinbad yep. as long as Sinbad gets it back in time he has like a week to do it from right. the yeah. underworld Proteus or something basically the ransom for the book of peace and right. initially sinbad it was had no intention of fulfilling this and he was just going to go off but yeah, fiji and marina yeah. right fiji marina marina uh had stowed away on board with the purpose of making sure that sinbad completes his mission so yeah. proteus does not have to suffer the death penalty um, and through a course of adventures and misadventures, uh, Marina and Sinbad fall in love. They reach <coughs> peace. Eris uh, gets what's coming to her, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the she probably the steals it again a week later. I just to show that he can. Yeah. Um, but listen, I think it was refreshing. I think Sinbad is based in rope pilled. 
I think it was refreshing <laughs> to see a character that he was like, okay, I'll go out on this little mission for you guys. And then he's like, yeah, we're not, we're going to go to Hawaii. <laughs> there's, he was like, listen, there's no way they're going to kill their prince. Yeah. So I thought it was refreshing to see that kind of character that's so blatantly self-serving yes. in a kid's movie. Right, kind of an anti-hero example. Yeah. Absolutely. Which I feel like DreamWorks does that really well because you mm-hmm. have you have Simba. Yeah, Miguel and Tulio. You have, Sh- you have Shrek. You have yeah. Tulio there, specifically. Yeah. There's that's some true. elements of this that were clearly a dry run for like Shrek. That's a good point. Right, right. And um, this would have been prior to Road to El Dorado, I believe. And I think the this is the box of disappointment of Road to El Dorado uh, kind of led to this well drying up. But yeah. you do later, or let's see, I think Shrek actually came out in two, the first Shrek maybe came out in like 2002, I want to say. So was, of course. No, it was after this. I think. 2001? No. Okay, I was close. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess that this would be this after is before. Shrek then. After Shrek. Oh, this is before Shrek. I thought the first Shrek was 2004. <laughs> Let me check. Better fact check. But what I'm saying is DreamWorks is good at... Shrek 2001. Anti- oh, okay. DreamWorks is good at having anti-heroes, or that's the kind of the... Uh, those are the stories that they they prefer to bring to life. Yes. Because I think well, it they is They want to be different from Disney. I was about to say, yes, it immediately subverts Disney, and you can especially mm. tell that with Shrek, which is just an absolute all-out attack on Disney, and the reason why it was so popular when it came out. Mm. Uh, this is now the Shrek episode, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> we're just going to spend the rest of the time talking about Shrek. We're not doing Shrek. I, I could never... It, if I never talk about Shrek again, that's fine with Not me. Not a good movie. Did you know that there are, like, Shrek raves that go on tour across the country? Oh, and yeah. it's like they play in concert, like, in concert, playing all the music from Shrek. People dress Bang, up. Wow. Banger Bang. soundtrack. I will say yeah. that much. Banger yeah. soundtrack. The movie. Couldn't Great care voice less. acting talent, but. Uh, but back on track to Sinbad. What do um, we think? So, how do we think this kind of fits? or contrasts with the whole theme of the early 2000s action-adventure animated movie. Also, how well did it perform for what it was at the time? Like, was it a disappointment critically? It was a flop. flop. Massive flop, because that's what I thought, and that's sort of a recurring (coughs) theme for everything we've (coughs) talked about so far, um, with the exception, of course, of Spirit, which, um, of course, is a critically acclaimed I do wonder, Alex, why this movie did not age well for you, even though, on its surface, it's a better movie than Titan 8. You still have a very selfish protagonist. That's what? true. Yeah. You know, I mean... Is Titan it a better maybe, movie than Titan 8? Titan 8 maybe had a bit more moving parts, a bit more, um, like, social, politi- political um, points. Mm-hmm. But... As far as quality goes, I almost feel like this. I, mean, I could see that quality of animation certainly. certainly. I would rewatch Titan A.E. any day before Sinbad personally. Um, yeah, well, well I, animation isn't everything. That's just that just really lays it all bare. The story, the script is better on Titan A.E. Titan A.E. So? had moments where I was like, okay, that's. I understand that I, I identify with that. That's some good dialogue. This one, like they never the... really went all the way. They were like, oh, I'm the self-serving bad guy, but oh, I'm actually not 
no, I'll help out. I'm not really. I'm actually a, a good guy. People like, it was kind of watered down. You I think tonally, too. Yeah. tonally yeah. this one is much more kid-oriented than yeah, the other ones. Yeah, More fun, covered. kind of. I think there was some low-hanging fruit in Sinbad, too, because, uh, if I remember correctly, a lot of the dialogue seemed a bit more modern. They kind of injected it with, yeah. you know, even though this takes place somewhere between 700 and 200 B.C., mm-hmm. um, yeah, there is kind of a lot, like, uh, one guy gets, like, swallowed by a monster and spits out again, and Sinbad's mm-hmm. like, give that guy a raise. Right, like, yeah, I, yeah. Like, that's, I feel like that was kind of a more modern concept, so you have some mm-hmm. low-hanging fruit like that. Oh, uh, Brad's I performance, know. I think I enjoyed better than than Matt, Matt Damon's, Damon's performance. Yeah. But he might have had a little more to work with he, in this Both one. of them? Yeah. Because <laughs> he was in Spirit and Titan AE. Yeah, careful. Yeah, that's that. Uh, Titan AE, uh, definitely. Uh, Bruce, yeah. yeah. Uh, almost said Bruce. Brad was not the problem here. Mm-hmm, he did yeah. everything. It's one of his well few animated roles. Yeah, has he been in any other? He was in Megamind as, like, the Superman oh, guy. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I never saw that uh, one. I feel like he's maybe been in a couple more things animated. But I don't think he's so. He's been in so many, so, movie, so many movies now that it would be hard mm-hmm. to uh, really nail that down, I think. But, um... He's good. I don't know. I mean, Catherine Zeta-Jones is always a delight as well, and you know, Michelle Pfeiffer, I think, did uh, exactly what she was supposed to do yep. as heiress. She brought, I don't, I can't really picture any other voice coming out of, of heiress. Kind of inspired. The same level. Kind of taking a lot out of the um, uh, Beast Wars Megatron performance. Hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very thinking as you're talking. Contemplative. Yeah, so. contemplative. Contemplative. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, Brad Pitt was also in Happy Feet, apparently. But um, of course, he was oh, Will the Krill or whatever. We do not Another need to talk works. about. Yeah, don't need to talk about that. This is his um, only starring role, I guess. In Megamind, he's kind of the villain. The uh, the th- the CG elements were pretty well done. Mm-hmm. I was about to bring up Eric's hair. Oh, yeah, the hair like, is killer. Holy cow. Yeah. Look at that volume. Look at that volume. I want to know what shampoo she uses. Yeah, she needs to be on, like, like an Aveeno commercial or Pantene something. Pro-V. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. At the very least. I like the how the monster falls out of the... Yeah. It turns from a constellation into yeah, a monster. Yeah, that was and then cool. it falls yep. into the ocean. Yep, Absolutely. Um, also, when I was looking at Brad Pitt animated movies, apparently he was in kind of this uh, movie that was coasting off of the success of Who Framed Roger Rabbit called Cool, cool World. World. Yes. Hmm. Have you guys seen that? Uh, it's probably on Paramount because uh, that was the studio. Yeah. But um, a cartoonist falls into this animated world that he thinks he created. And it's like a adult animated black comedy fantasy film. Hmm. So that could be interesting. Well, that's another. Uh, I'm blanking on his name. The American Tale, Thumbelina, Don Bluth, Titan Eight. Yeah, Bluth. it's a Don Bluth. Really? Yeah. Uh, I don't think there are any Bluth productions. I don't know about, buddy. I think yeah, you're mistaken. I'm pretty sure. I'm 
fact check it's a that blue joint. <laughs> I don't know about that because I think you can tell right away if something is a blue phone. Yeah. Because everybody has laugh lines. Yeah. Men only yeah. have one one look. There's maybe like yep. well, there's maybe like two different men that he can like okay. I was wrong, it's Ralph Bakshi. Yes, back to his animation. The other guy. Yep. I mean, what else has he done? The Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit animated oh, movie. Oh, man. Okay. okay. Uh, would that also include, like, um, wouldn't that be The Last Unicorn as well, maybe? Uh, I thought that was Don Bluth. Hmm? Could be. Actually, was, yeah. like, Fritz the Cat. I see it now. Yeah. Um, Fire and Ice. Have you guys seen the oh, last one? Mm -mm. I haven't. It actually has uh, Jeff Bridges in it. That's a very. Man. Oh really? Is yes. it like one and of the saddest movies ever? It's Rankin and Bass. Oh. Okay. I, yeah, I can't believe I didn't put that together before. Rankin and Bass, same as um, uh, help me out. Rudolph. Uh, yes, but also um, Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe, I believe. The yelling yes. movie. Yep, the, the yelling, yelling movie. According yeah. to our mother, um, but no, it's 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 like a weirdly dark, sad movie. Uh, but uh, Jeff Bridges also only wanted to be a part of it if it stayed true to the book. So kind of a fun fact. Christopher Lee is also in it. Um, oh, and Alan Arkin. But back on man. Um, I know. What else we got on Sinbad? <laughs> well. Sin, how bad is Sin. it? Sin. <laughs> oh, there so, it is. So funny. I mean, I, you got to grade it on a curve a to some extent. It's, it's a, a kid's point. movie. It's clearly not right. trying to be, you know, a, a hugely melodramatic arc. Yeah. Right. It's just some, some fun characters doing some fun things. There's a, there's a dog. There's a butt they joke. They added seven. There's a butt joke. In the uh, the uh, the test screening, people liked Spike, so they added in seven Spike scenes. <laughs> so originally you had like what one or something. I guess, yeah. Man, thank God for that test audience. <laughs> so <laughs> funny that they would put a dog in a movie and not have like ninety scenes about it. The whole thing. Like, what are people gonna hate thing? the dog? God, as long as the dog doesn't die, absolutely include yeah. the dog. But I want to be part of a test audience sometime just so I can give just unhinged <laughs> feedback. <laughs> just like, yes, more dog. Make the whole thing about the dog. Be like, Absolutely. listen, guys. Listen. You got a lot of work ahead of you Dude. on this one. <laughs> I'm talking back to square one. <laughs> this has got to go. We got to so go back to formula on this thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's get this whole thing from Spike's the pickles uh, and eggs i liked what you were going for with I that <laughs> we never really saw the follow-through on that yeah. i want to see a whole whole arc on the yeah. pickles and eggs joke yeah um because you know you have to mention something three times for it to be funny that's right i don't hey, think yeah. you really you guys really follow that rule but alex if this movie uh i guess one was reconfigured so that it was from the perspective of spike who would be voicing spike i mean obviously you matt know, damon the first matt choice damon. is matt damon thank you for reading my mind if we can't but, get yeah, matt, no i don't know it would have to be like 
He's Spike is so it's it would have to be like a like a Patton Oswalt or something. Yeah. Okay. Like a funny Robin like Williams. A funny voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that may have brought too much chaotic energy. <laughs> yeah. I think if you had Robin Williams, but outside of a Spike perspective, Sinbad movie, what would it have taken to make to kind of catapult this movie into being more memorable? I think like, like more of a sleeper hit. Really, even. they. It's kind of hard to imagine, but I think more of the ropes stuff. Right. More of the Match. rope core. Yeah. More of the animating. The dog slobber. Yeah. I liked that a lot. Yeah. They probably had to, like, write a whole program so that they yeah. behave yeah. the way a slobber's yeah. supposed to. Yeah. They had definitely two or three artists Just put on slobber. the slobber. Yeah. Slobber duty. Slobber yeah. duty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they the... probably, like, brought in a, bu- a bunch of dogs just to observe how slobber behaves. Yeah, probably. Oh, I would... Yeah. But I would Do you think. think that, like, they had to... Um, so unless the, the studio films actors acting out stuff for the animated movie, the animators film themselves doing it because not even Michelangelo can just draw things from his memory, Freehand. from his brain. A lot of yeah. animators so, have like mirrors on their, yeah. their office. Or so you can do stuff like this. Or yeah. you have the little wooden guy. Yeah, the wooden guy. I'm sure they had a lot of that. Obviously. But do you think that they had to film themselves like holding a knife like this and then throwing it up so you can <laughs> hold it like that? Like, where did they get that from? Somebody I mean, had to do that. You did a beautiful thing. But I do think it is common practice for when um, the voice actors are recording their lines. That is video recorded so that the animators have access to it. Um, the facial. So that they can kind of, yeah, get the facial expression yeah. for, okay, what face what is Brad doing with his eyebrows when he delivers this line so that when it comes out of Sinbad's mouth, it fits. And like when Cusco's doing the... (laughs) Whoa, that's straight from... Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we want to, we want to (laughs) see, we want to see David Spade do that so it can be translated via animation. Absolutely. this This would be a little thing, but I think adding colored irises to the character's eyes instead of just black pupils would have gone a long hey, way. yeah. Would have gone yeah, a long just way. Me. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I think it's hard to say, oh, we need bigger stakes when you, you know, death is on the line yeah. for Proteus, but like, to be honest, I didn't much care for Proteus. The stakes needed they to feel really, real. They needed to have like Spike on the real. line or something. <laughs> I mean, yeah. then it would be like everybody stop what they're deck. doing. Yeah. All, absolutely all hands on deck to save, save Spike. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, yeah, bigger, bigger stakes. I don't, I don't know. I've it's, never liked the thin line animation drawing. Never, I think it, it looks it weird to sometimes. me. It, it's great for for when you're doing hair. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. um. I like I like the Bluth camp when they're like, <laughs> "Don't erase the pencil smudges." <laughs> Don't doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Thick pencil lines on everything. I think maybe if nothing else, if they could have added some subplot with 
one of the crew members, mm -hmm. it would have added an extra detail. That's um, a good idea. You know, maybe Spike is also kind of on some adventure, kind of, yeah. and we're seeing glimpses of it here and there. Um, you know, or we kind of get more, of, I don't know, Rat's backstory or yeah. um, what's his name? The guy, the first mate first guy. Mate, yeah. Yeah. Have just a little bit more to that. But, well, it um, all comes back to Treasure Planet, doesn't it? It really does. That's kind of our gold standard as we progress through the series is yeah. Treasure Planet, which um, <laughs> not I as many. Guys, so Treasure Planet, one flaw with that is not as many people holding things with their teeth. I noticed. Yeah. <laughs> right. This one. This movie has a lot of that. More yeah. Of that. Um, that's absolutely true. But um, uh, no. So I and I'll have more thoughts on this later. But I recently rewatched the rocketeer and i don't want i'm not oh. about to go into the whole thing about it we're gonna stop it right there <laughs> but uh the kid who plays cliff on rocketeer dead ringer for jim hawkins in treasure planet Love it. like all grown up same hair same nose same jaw same eyes same yep. personality jim hawkins but cliff secord like the guy the main guy on rocketeer or is yeah, there a cliff secord but yeah. I forgot the actor's name. He was never really he in was, much else. <laughs> Unfortunately, he wasn't. He's a handsome really guy. Else. Very handsome guy. Um, now I'm going to have to look up who that guy's yeah. name is. Yeah, I feel like he was on something recently. He, I mean, nothing that... Good. His name was Billy Campbell. But yeah. um, I don't think he was anything in anything else until kind of later in his career. Cliff Seacole. He's kind of a good leading man type. Kind of not obvious. Right? Like, you'd think. I he, think could, probably... he could be like a... A good, like, Green Lantern or something, I feel like. Himbo energy. Yeah. Himbo energy, absolutely. But, no, I think he just, there were just kind of some bad casting choices, or maybe he just didn't have a very good agent, and his career didn't take off in the way well, that Well, Rocketeer didn't do well, didn't it? Rocketeer, yes. So that'll be part of another series that we do. It's just all about the Rocketeer. But. <laughs> there's also a, I'm pretty sure on Disney Plus, there's an animated Rocketeer. Like there kids, he is, kids and he is in something. it. Is he? he is in, yeah, he is. Hmm. The actor or the character? The actor as Dave Secord. Really? Yep. As Dave Secord, not Cliff. Yeah. I, nope. Am I gonna have what? to watch the Rocketeer animated <laughs> series now? Well, it's like for little to. girls or something, right? Everything is for little girls now. <laughs> well, it's for it's like a kid's it's world. It's like a. We're just living in it. Paw Patrol type thing, I feel like. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Kinda, yeah, it's it's definitely um, kid. <laughs> but the lore uh, is there, I'm hearing. The lore is there, apparently. <laughs> is this like an Elseworlds kind of what if? I mean, there's there is a bulldog sidekick that she has. And yeah, whole thing. got the animal sidekick. But um, any final thoughts on Sinbad? No, all right. Come back cool. with <laughs> make so that when the next like DreamWorks movie comes out, have like a Spike short in front of it. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Bring him back. I want to see him swinging from ropes. Like, what if Spike meets Scrat? Oh my god! <laughs> Ice Age. Because they could like the trouble they could get into. Yeah, oh my gosh! Oh my Because they could like tie the acorn to a rope or something. Maybe like Spike introduces <laughs> Scrat to pickles and eggs. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the pickle jar. I was or thinking more of like a what if Spike and Altivo were to meet, but Ooh, they were yeah. separated by <laughs> yeah. that's good literal centuries. So I like that. Really sure. But yeah, yeah, okay. you could have Scrat kind of 
he discovers he's always stumbling into things so he discovers like a time machine possibly and he recruits these different eras of dreamworks (laughs) yeah animal sidekicks yeah yeah they have kind of misadventures that would be good the eagle from spirit yeah oh yeah yeah okay well i think that's all i have yeah yep come back next time we will have at least one, last one, one more maybe. episode. Yeah, locked maybe, and loaded. Maybe in the, maybe another. Yep. Do we decide we're Riley's not doing on deck. new groove? Everything okay. is on the table. Okay. Yeah. Yep. All right. Okay. Cool. We shall see. All right. Do we have anything else? That's it. That's it. Okay. Cool. Yep. Well, wrap it up. Thanks for listening. And class dismissed. Class dismissed.